Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone and welcome to Saturday Draft Live once again. It is the final episode before where the season ends at the Royal Rumble. Everything is going on. It's all happening here. You're listening to Jack Graham, his lovely soothing voice again. That's right, I will speak of myself in the third person because I quite frankly deserve it. You can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcast, check it. Got our website, Suplex Retweet. Ross McLeod just put up an article about the the fan relationship, the number 30 to, to the Royal Rumble, so definitely check that out. Check out our previous feature show on Drew McIntyre, a year on about that. Check out Central, where we talk about all the news in professional wrestling. Check out East Meets West. Check out YouTube, where we've got the Conspiracy Theory. We've got Quiz Showdown. We've got Book It, which will be coming out soon, so definitely keep your eyes out for that. But most importantly, just listen to Saturday Draft Live because you've got the three best people on this podcast, on this show. So, you know the two usual folk that are always here. Scott McLeod, how are we doing? I'm, I'm doing very well, Jack. You know, I may be stuck inside, but there's still a buzz, you know, because we've got the end of the season and, you know, the Royal Rumble, one of the best times of the year. It's all, it's all happening. It definitely has all happening. And Dave, do you echo that sentiment? You know, Royal Rumble time. It's, it's the bollocks, isn't it? I'm so hyped for this year because there's so much unpredictability this this time around. Like you think you know what's going to happen, but now I'm, I'm genuinely gubbed. Like I really don't know which way this is going to go, and I'm excited for it. And I'm joined yet again by some special guests. I was a couple of weeks ago. Ryan Gallagher and Dan Campbell came on last week. Quacko came on this week. We've got the man that's been ahead. For most, if not all, of purgatory, and you'll be staking his claim as to why he's going to win purgatory later on. Grant McRobbie, welcome to Saturday Draft Live. Pleasure to be on, lads. And you know what a, what a beautiful weekend it's going to be. The most unpredictable rumble I can think of in the last few years. As a smag, given the current situation, no no one knows how it's going on. I don't even think fucking dirty writing team know what's going on, but <laughs> that's besides the point. But uh, another guest... It's the man that does all the numbers. He counts the points. He does a bit of this, a bit of that. He's got his fingers in many a pot. But he's middle of the table here. Stephen Wilson, how are we doing? Not bad, guys. Not bad. Yes, it's an unpredictable season it's been so far. It's, um, it's the most frantic season we have, the Survivor Series to Rumble one, because it's so short. So long-term booking goes out the picture for, the, for draft points. But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting finish. I know, I'm... Um, I'm generally interested in how this is going to go because like there's 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 not even an inkling as to who could who could win either of the rumble matches. But maybe maybe we can speak about it a bit as we're going through and we're talking about our teams and maybe what's going to happen. But you know what we always do, we go with top three of the week. And Scott, you know what? I'm gonna to come to you first. Matt Riddle. He's one of your boys, isn't he? Third, nine points yeah. this week. How are you feeling? I'm doing pretty good, you know. We read all the season, it's been either hit or missed. You know, I heard there were some big plans for him in regards to the US title. They properly came to fruition this week when they went through that gauntlet, defeating the Hurt Business. And I assumed that match was going to happen at the Rumble. And I was talking to you guys before we went on air that uh, 
it's not been announced yet, but I have a feeling that if they are doing like pre-show matches, then they'd probably announce that like for that, like and also like at the last minute, like they usually do with the pre-show matches, because we've got actual rumble cards. So the main card with the two rumbles and the other matches that they've they've got on it, I think they've got the, the size of card that they prefer for right now with the limited amount of bubble that they can use. Uh, during COVID and producing shows, so I'm hoping Riddle actually wins the US title like at the last possible opportunity this season. Otherwise, well, if he was if he wins it like the following eight on Raw, well then there's no point in me picking him in the first place. I'd be a bit of a slap in the face if that happened. But uh, Grant, Grant, I'll come to you here. But uh, Riddle as well, obviously, it was a fourth round pick for Scott, and he's. In the top three of the week, he's been a consistent points getter for him. How how strong a pick drink that's been for Scott's season overall to be in the position he's at now? I think overall it's given him a wee bit of a boost, especially with that the gauntlet is really what set him apart. If he didn't have that gauntlet or if he had kind of fallen during that, that might not have been as big an impact. But you know, you, you kind of feel that Riddle's kind of caught somewhere in the middle. Like they talk about a big push, but it seems to be slower build than what they normally do in WWE usually they just slingshot people when they feel like it Aye, it's just a bit of a it's a bit of an interesting one I think for a fourth round pick with, with Riddle doing what he's done Scott I, I, I commend you so a wee, a wee golf clap from me Scott well done thank you thank you, thank you very much I'll take it I'll take it but I usually interchange with who I go to here about who I do the next top three with it'd be Dave next but what's the point I'll go for him first because Scott Big E you're out in our Connell champion. He's second with 10 points after all these stop-start tag team finish malarkey and backstage segments that was happening in SmackDown last night. How, how, how was your feeling with Big E? Obviously, he was strongly rumoured when the season was starting that he was going to be one of the forefront winners of the Rumble, but then they put the IC title on him. and Not, not that the momentum's dropped, but it doesn't seem a clear favourite to win the Rumble now that we're, getting, that we're at this point. No, he's looking more and more like a like an outside bet. I mean, when he won the IC title and then defended successfully against Apollo, you know, those were valuable points, so I won't turn my nose up at them. I think as IC champion and is actually one of the more frequent like you more frequently used people on SmackDown over the last couple of months, I think he does stand a good chance of at least getting a couple of eliminations. Maybe he'll eliminate like Sami Zayn for say and keep that little feud going that they seem to be building. So I think he's still in a chance of a good performance because there's no eliminations, still caring for something in the Rumble. So at least if he gets a few eliminations and doesn't like get and last at least a good 10 minutes or so, then that can make the difference for me. Especially given that uh, the one person that David has in the Rumble is certainly not going to win it. And also it's interesting that, you know, I mentioned like I was tempted to put my captaincy on Biggie and I didn't. I went with Sasha Banks, who's still a good performer and she'll probably be doing well at the Rumble as well. But Biggie's actually a few points ahead of her in the top ten overall. He's in the top five, whereas uh, Sasha's like number nine in the top ten overall of the season. Mm. Yes, it's it's been a good one. I think you're going to get quite a few points from from Sasha Banks at the Rumble. I don't, I don't see her dropping to to Mel. I think that'll be a, a good get there. But uh, Stephen, to you about Biggie, as I was saying, he was strongly rumored to be a a winner of the Rumble, but obviously the dicey tail got put on him and he's out that outside bet. What? How do you see, not out with a Scots team, do you see Big E still being a kind of good points getter at this Rumble match with a couple of eliminations? I think he's, I think he's kind of fell away a wee bit in terms of the actual winner, but the good thing with the Rumble is you guys have 
brought up many a times over the last few weeks. It's not just about winning for points in the rumble. It's about eliminations. It's about how long you last in the match. It's about being, you know, the Iron Man. And I think Big E's a prime contender for that one. Now, David mentioned David Campbell mentioned a couple of weeks ago. He thinks uh, my captain Keith Lee is a similar pick. Maybe not a rumble winner now. Maybe he's fell away, but he's got that capability of points. But uh, Scott kind of mentioned about his uh, Big E and Sasha Banks on his team. I think he kind of. He was, he was obviously between the two and who he picked as his captain. I think if he had went the other way, then he would have been going into this rumble, I think, in a, in, a, in a lead over David, you know, potentially, as opposed to trailing it. And so I think uh, he, he's, he's got a good chance of clawing it up for Scott. I, I said before the season started that Scott had one of the strongest teams and it's looking likely that's going to be the case going into the final night. What an endorsement, Scott, eh? I know, Steve Mills had the same thing. Nice to put me like. Dave, Dave, I'll come to you mm-hmm. here for the uh, number one. Alexa Bliss is also in 10 points behind it. The, the key contention thing here is obviously that you have Asuka mm-hmm. and that the, on WWE, we know that the, the pies that they are, they've they ruled it a no contest, but the, the, the draft wars here and the majority of the draft agreed that it should be given as a DQ victory to Alexa Bliss. Now, obviously, when Quacker was on last week, May gave him a hit and a shove to put the camps in Alexa Bliss, and I think this is probably the best possible outcome that uh, Quacker could have hoped for, that he won the match, but didn't actually win the title, so that Alexa Bliss is still going to be involved in the Women's Rumble match some way, and arguably one of the top favourites to win that match. How, how, how critical do you think that's been for Quacker to not finish last? Uh, it's been... Definitely a saving grace for him because he's now uh, like at least two two places above last, which is a uh, it's a saving grace for him knowing that you know his his draft performance hasn't been all that great. But switching the captaincy to Bliss and getting that uh, basically a title win on pay per view with his captain is always a massive points getter. And with her to be tipped to be a, a favorite to win the women's rumble, he's in a good position, you know, to have a at the very least possibly he could even break into the top half of the table if the if Bianca Belair also is able to put in a strong performance in the women's rumble too. But that's that's the match I think Kwaku's going to try and get the most points in is the is the women's rumble. But I'm I'm not happy about, you know, the the whole oh, Jesus, here we go. mix up between, <laughs> you know, was it a, a DQ or a or a no contest? Because if it was a no contest, I would have still got some points for Asuka. Hot hot the bus here, David. Hot the bus here. Right. You have a point. We asked you on Stephen, this is the real reason we are here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're worried about that. But also last night on SmackDown Two of those three matches that ended the card did not have an official ending, if I'm right in saying. So, no, those were DQs. Oh, partly they were classes no contest as well. They were DQs because the bell rang. Right, okay. The bell uh, rang the other week as well. Did it though? Either way, from what I've seen, there were classes no contests, and that lost me points and it lost Ross points. So you're not the only one in a, in a bad situation. So stomach it. You're still you're still top of the table. Aye, but I've done I've done the I've done some quick math here, and there is still a mathematical possibility that Scott could still win if if all his wins come up at the Royal Rumble. Oh, you, he could still win. Ryan could still win. Gary could still win. Oh no no, I checked. Jack the could still win. Jack checked, could still win. I checked the numbers with Ryan, and I think he's just short. Uh, Catching me. There still could still a Jack. You've got no chance, you know. The only one who's the only per, <laughs> person who's got least amount of chances is your pal in the listeners' league. But uh, David will talk to him. <laughs> Leave Ryan alone, <laughs> Ryan. What a guy. We'll see you next season, my friend. But uh, Dave, just quickly with the top ten. Obviously, 
Asker's still t- the top of that cherry tree, 87 points. But defending the women's tag titles against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Mm. Do you see this a short-lived tag title reign? I mean, everybody's saying that Nia and Shayna is going to regain them back so that Charlotte can sort of break off into a singles feud for Mania. And, you know, it, it, it wouldn't be WrestleMania without Charlotte getting into the women's title match. So... And the Asuka and Charlotte haven't exactly been operating as a tag team. They've been sort of dealing with their own feuds. Like Charlotte's got that feud with Lacey Evans and Asuka's got that feud with Alexa Bliss. Now, it's uh, they don't seem to be functioning too well as a tag team. And it wouldn't surprise me if they uh, if they drop the titles back to Shane and Nia. It'll be, it'll be interesting. I think that result will be the key factor in how close this table is going to end up. Well, the, our, our main table. But before we get to the main table, we've got purgatory to deal with. And we've, uh, purgatory, I think that it's been highlighted with the how much David Campbell's gone, gone on about these 20-odd points that he needs just between him, himself and Grant. And if he's got these 20 points, he's going to win at the Rumble. But as it stands, David Campbell's in 100 points exactly. Grant, you're in 141. Or is it your team... You've got the best newcomer to the draft this season with 46 points for Kenny Omega. You have also got the New Day, which has been a bit unfortunate with Kofi's injury and you're not going to have him in the match. So it wouldn't really matter anyway because you're tagged. You've got Tony Storm, NGF, Pete Dunne and Abaddon. How, how, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling relatively... I would say I, would say I have a slight concern, but I'm overall feeling not too bad. I think I think I've still got a good probability to win this because the way the rumble is, like it, the goat's been going on about Bailey all the time. Bailey this, Bailey that, Bailey in a hat. Who gives a fuck? But, <laughs> but you know she's been losing con- constantly to Bailey recently, and to me, there's not enough story there to like suddenly say, well, her redemption is she's just going to win the rumble. But I suppose they could go the route that that she's heal. I will shit myself if she if she comes out within the first fifteen folk. But if it hits like number 20, then bitch comes out of light. It's all right. She's not getting high on women. Safe. Feeling safe. And Braun Strowman's just put a big massive target on his back. So he may get a few eliminations, but let's face it, everyone is going to gun for him. Also, if we mind from last year's Rumble, obviously the, the main story was Brock Lesnar being at number one in the living area. Like Braun Strowman came in between that number one and 15 and did, did bugger all, pretty much. You know what I mean? Didn't get elimination or anything, but. I don't know, it wouldn't be the same this year. I do, maybe he'll get a couple of eliminations, but I think I think maybe he was, David was maybe overly optimistic about saying 20-odd points, but I do feel that it can still be pretty close come the end of the Rumble main event itself, given Nazanaya and Shane are tipped to win the women's tag belts. Carmella probably won't win the women's championship. So that can maybe be a bit of a hampering on that, but Bailey and Braun Strowman, potentially Murphy as well, being in, in their respective matches. I think it could be a lot tighter than what the table makes out to be just now, don't don't you think? Aye, definitely. He's got he's got some unknown factors like Murphy coming in and Murphy is looking ridiculously jacked right now as well. So he looks like well he's lifting six hundred and thirty pounds in a deadlift, so he could easily lift Braun Strowman if he felt like it. That would be brilliant. <laughs> I would, I would actually could, love could that you situation. That cost, could you imagine that cost got the win? Murphy coming in and eliminating Strowman. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I, would, I would actually, you'd hear me pop in the air. 
You know what? A part of me is actually, a part of me is actually glad that Braun Strowman is back in contention uh, for the Royal Rumble because if he, because we know he holds the joint record for most eliminations in a Royal Rumble. If he replicates that feat, uh, you know, gets the most eliminations in the men's Rumble, that takes the pressure off of me a bit because I'm seriously hoping that you know guys like Big E or Keith Lee or even even to an extent, you know, maybe a few of the other guys, like if that big points getter is taken away from them and put on Braun Strowman, it doesn't affect me whatsoever because that is a is an issue for purgatory. The thing with Bailey, I have a feeling that her and Bianca are going to be announced as uh, number one and two in the women's rumble tonight on backstage because it feels like it's been set up for two people who are happy to be feuding to somehow by chance in quotation marks maybe draw together. You know, either that or it's going to be Charlotte and Lacey, but like the idea of like maybe Bailey being the female like Ric Flair, like in the '92 Rumble where Flair came at number three and at the distance, they could almost do something like that with Bailey, and then have her if she does win, she can brag about how she went through everybody to get there. Also, yeah, you got Strowman who, yeah, he did do so well last year, but for some reason around the Rumble time, Ron Strowman suddenly becomes invincible and just throws everybody out. So <laughs> I actually think Scott, like, Scott. his performance could really. Even if it doesn't, if he doesn't win, he can actually close the gap the tightest it's ever been come the end of the Rumble. So it's one of the things that we didn't, we joked about it, about how far the gap was at the start of the season, but it actually could end up coming down to the wire. Right, but you, you want to say something, something there about Ron Strowman? All, all, all that naysaying for Scott there, if he's so careful, I'm going to spoil the results for a new beginning for him right now. I've not watched it yet, you <laughs> shut your down, man. <laughs> Before Tempers Flair, we'll get we'll get onto the main league and one of the one of the new boys in this season, Strack, he's sitting lowly at the bottom table, 113 points, with Derek just above and 120 and ninth. Quacko, just that wee bit extra potentially it's gonna be a bigger gap here come the end of the the end of the Royal Rumble event itself is 121 and a half points. Myself, I'm seventh and 129, with Ross just ahead, 133. Stephen Fifth place, middle of the table, as I've said before, 138 points. I, I don't reckon you've, you're you're going to be in with a, a, a great chance of winning, but you could potentially get past that fifth place. As you've said yourself, you've got Keith Lee in your team. Sami Zayn may be in the rumble in some way as well. He might just he might enter and not go in the ring. Just handcuff himself to the barricade or something with all this documentary stuff going on. So you've got, and you've got a chance. To, to break into that top three potentially. Uh, yeah, I thought I had a bit more of a chance a couple of weeks ago, just w- when obviously Keith was having these uh, double matches on Raw uh, with Sheamus and his being in a team with Sheamus and taking on Sheamus. I felt a bit more like I had an outside chance, but with Keith not being on Raw the last couple of weeks, I'm, one I'm hoping that means he's in for a good Rumble showing because I've just wrapped him in cotton wool, but. It's meant that I'm so I'm a bit far behind now because the rest of my team's mostly been guff all season. Uh, team Taz, you know, what a waste of space, you know. All they've done is <laughs> all they've done, all they've done is stare and slag Sting. I mean, come on to hell, boys. Uh, Sammy lost the tight the IC title, so that's kind of hampered me. McAfee, great start to the season, and then he's he's not been anywhere to be seen since the first two weeks of the season, so it's not got me a lot of points. And uh, reckoning, you know. Oh man, you know, I spoke to, me and Ryan talked about this on the last Central of 2020. We are, we were both gutty that we did not take the punt on Charlotte Flair. 
because we both thought we were going to get absolutely ripped if we did it. And look what's <laughs> happened. Reckoning has eight oh. points, and Charlotte Flair's been one of the top performing non-selected picks of the season. 43 I mean, points. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you look at the other last picks, Nikki Cross, two. Abaddon, nine. Kaylee Ray, 11. Aaliyah Mysterio, two. You know, Jade Cargo, four. I mean... The only guy who's had a, a really strong last pick was uh, David with Alex Reynolds and Jack with uh, Paul Heyman. The rest of us had an absolute mare in that last round, so we could have done with taking a punt in Charlotte. But uh, I'm hoping for at least to... If I get top three, Jack will be happy because, as I've clearly just said, I feel like my team was... I, felt, I thought my team was strong when I picked it, but then after picking it, I thought, yeah, this is guff. <laughs> I will never forgive Charlotte Flair after... Her replacing Lana for these women tag team titles. That was my, my whole get. I thought that I don't think the Lana would win the Rumble. I thought, oh, we may get these women's tag titles and there'll be some sort of cheap wins here and there. And I thought, you know what, that'll be fine. Because I thought she was getting pushed to the moon, but she's been off since. Will she make a return at the Rumble? Probably, but I don't care if she does now. She's dead to me. That's, 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 that's the relationship I have with Lana. But we'll move on to Gary, who's in fourth place, 147 and a half points are like one of the favourites or a tip to win this table. Maybe a bit falling behind now, but we never know when it gets to the Rumble. Ryan, Ryan Gallagher's third place, a bit ahead, 166 points. There's a near, near 20 point gap there. He's came on. We've, I, I've, I've said myself, I think Ryan's going to win this season. I thought maybe the gap would be a bit closer, but it'll be interesting nonetheless. But uh, Scott, you're just ahead of Ryan on 168.5 points. Now, mm-hmm. With your team, obviously, we kind of spoke about it. Spoke about it a bit with the likes of Big E and Matt Riddle. But you've got Sasha Banks, Fishing Strong, that's arguably done. Ember Moon, a potential for the Rumble, question mark? It's been useless. Yeah, surprising the Rumble would be, be good, you know. I think, I, I like what Stephen said about my team being kind of the, the stronger, one of the stronger teams, you know. I, maybe I should have, like, went with Hangman Page instead of Orange Cassidy when I could have. Because, you know, he at least he got some points alongside the Dark Order. And if, yeah, like, I, don't I, I don't think it would have done you any much better, to be honest. Nah. Well, like, at least he actually won matches instead of just sitting in the crowd like Buddy Orange Cassidy does. But with, my, with uh, regards to like, my tag team, I think I would have been a little bit closer to, to David if I didn't yet again have another team that the universe conspired against. Because, you know, fish and strong, they were had a good performance at the at war games and then that's where fish got injured and then has it been seen you know if i'd randomly went with colin strong then i would have got some points because then they went on a team in the dirty classic together but i didn't think of that at the time because i don't think anybody would have seen them as the team because we were so convinced that the fallout show of season six that it was going to be those two as the team going forward and that they were going to win the tag title so i think if i had a stronger tag team i'd be the gap between me and david would be a lot smaller but i think given the fact that Big E could have a strong performance and then the fact that we both have Asuka and like Sasha in, tight, in title matches, but the fact that David took captaincy off of Asuka and I've still got the captaincy on uh, Sasha, even then, there's no guarantee Asuka and Charlotte will win because their entire partnership probably was never meant to be a long-term thing. So I think I'd go into it. I maybe just try to talk myself or convince myself of this, but I think I've got the slight advantage over David going into the Rumble. Adam Page got 11 points, by the way, so you would have been in a worse position if you'd picked Adam Page. Well, I've tried to part my statement. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Dave, we've heard from Scott there. You're in first Mm. place. You're you're a bit ahead, roughly about a 20-point gap. 
Mm-hmm. Again, just this S Mills is like 19 and a half, 18 and a half, whatever it is. I can't do quick maths. 18 and a half, yeah. Uh, the stuff that Scott spoke about there, obviously, your merger captaincy to Jay Uso mm-hmm. with uh, Asuka, obviously, and we spoke about before, tip to lose the women's tag titles, question mark. Cedric and Shelton, obviously, your tag team, if they appear at the match at the same time, You'll get a point. You'll get points for that. But do you think your team has that little bit of gas left in the tank to get you to that first position? I certainly hope so because you know I thought that sort of twenty-ish point gap, you know, was a, a massive sort of safety net for me. But now that I think about it, uh, there is a there is a possibility I could still fall to second place. Um, I, I I think I did the right thing by actually taking the captaincy off Asuka because she's been actually losing me points this week and she's with the if the rumors are true you know she's expected to lose more this sunday and if the captaincy was applied that would only make things worse so the captaincy wasn't more just to sort of gain points i think it was to prevent me from losing more that was my strategic thinking and i was hoping that jay uso would uh, appear on smackdown at least a few times to sort of bump up the points a bit but he's obviously getting the keith lee treatment you know he's been wrapped in cotton wool before the rumble um cedric and shelton you know i hope Hope for my sake, you know, I get a couple of appearance points for them in the US title match and probably in the Rumble as, as well. Uh, but yeah, it, it's definitely going to be a going to be a close one, and I hope Jey Uso puts in an excellent performance uh, at the Rumble. You know, get a few eliminations. If he he lasts to be the Iron Man, I think that'll just about seal my seal my victory. But just doing some quick math here, Ryan's got obviously got Roman Reigns as his captain. If Roman retains, he gets thirteen points. That would take him up to one hundred and seventy nine. So even if, you know, Ryan had the best possible night he could have at the Rumble, it's still not enough to catch me, even if nothing happens with my team. So I think it's not that I'm worried about. It's more the fact that if all of Scott's team, you know, get big wins, you know, if Sasha retains, if Riddle possibly wins the US title, and if Big E gets a good showing, the only thing that's saving me about his team is that his captaincy is not on Big E. Because if it was, then the race would be a lot tighter and I'd have a lot more to worry about. But I think before we move on to the kind of the, the the next portion of the show, which you do with the listeners' league, uh, Dave, I'm going to ask our two guests here. I'll, I'll go to Grant first. I'll I'll keep it to the top three, so it's not just solely the the, the SDL boys are in this conversation here. But Grant, Ryan, Scott, or David, who drinks winning the main league this season? I, th- I think it's going to be David. As much as like you know, Ryan probably would have had a good shout, but. You know, I think David's almost got it wrapped up nicely. Um, that's the way I see it going. Stephen, same question to you. Uh, uh, before the season, my picks were Scott and Gary. And, uh, well, Gary, who, we've no- who's been- who took a punt for the first time ever on a non-WWE pick, is in the season he probably shouldn't have took a punt on a non-WWE pick when he picked Moxley. I think he's let him down a bit. But as uh, David said, the... Uh, there's a lot of things that could go in Scott's favour. Sasha Banks, Matt Riddle, and Big E. I mean, I think Big E, Big e and Keith Lee are the two guys I think could potentially have a long showing in this Rumble. And I think that's enough to kind of do it. I think if Asuka wins, though, David could feel a lot comfortable. But I think if Asuka doesn't win, then it could be a, a nail-biting night for David. I've got to go with Scott, I think, in this one. That's squeaky bone time. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to think, like, Gary... Also has Rhea Ripley, which 
could carry him to at least like second place if she wins the rumble as she's rumored to do. Yeah. And I think that the a lot of people believe myself included that the best possible match she does win the rumble is her versus Charlotte uh, at WrestleMania. Uh, or maybe the triple threat, including Asuka, but like, she needs to face Charlotte in some capacity as kind of a redemption from last year. And obviously, a, a step to do that, obviously, is to take the tag titles off them. Uh, you got to think, maybe Lacey Evans, given the thing with Charlotte, should, could she get involved alongside Rick to cost them the titles? I think, he, I, think he, I think Rhea's too far back. I think Gary's too far back. No, I think, I had, I've, I've been thinking for weeks, Gary was the where Ripley's a shot to kind of push himself up, but he's 21 points behind Scott, you know, and still a bit of a gap behind David, nearly 40 mm. points. So even I think if, even if, if you clawed back David, I think Scott's still got more to go, go above David. Yeah, if uh, if Rhea won the Rumble and Drew retains the title, you know, it's it's a good night for Gary, but it's still not enough to bounce him to the top. Uh, and, you know, Jack, you could obviously still win this if everybody else's team, every member of everybody else's team, Gets food poison at the exact same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still win this. I have, I have also put out to the the, the rest of the draftees in this tour, in this uh, bracket that are above me. So Ross, Stephen, Gary, Ryan, Scott, and David. If they so decide to forfeit this season, I'd give them a fiver so that I can become the first ever back to back draft champion. But uh, no, no one's taken up that offer yet. But we'll. Gonna we'll, we'll, we'll need to get Gary more than a fiver. I'm sorry, it's up for negotiation, Stephen. It's up for negotiation. I'll, I'll do it. Thousand pounds. <laughs> I'll, I'll well. I, I unfortunately don't have that have that money, so maybe my chances are a bit scuffed. But whenever know, Rumble, you know, there's all mad at Rumble. Maybe, I, maybe I'll hedge some bets during the show. See if I can get up a few places. But who knows? But David, for the for the last time this season, mm. I want you to take us through this this listeners league. But before you at the end, and we've gone through the table. As our pioneer of the listeners' league, the man that breaks it down every week, I want you to give your professional prediction on who's going to win this league and who's going to be the lucky one to join us in the main draft next season. Yes, yeah, so uh, going into the last week of the listeners' league in this season, the the brackets of the table are clearly showing. You know, we're getting clear distinctions in the team now. Ryan Dalgleish has pretty much been ruled out of it. You know, he's broken the three-digit barrier with 101 points in the socially distanced stable. Uh, all in all, it's been a tough season for him. But the only chance I think he could, you know, finish on a high is if his first-round pick, Alexa Bliss, uh, gets a good showing in the Rumble, possibly even wins it. Uh, his captains were the Street Profits, and they've been on a bit of a downer for the last month or so. So unfortunately, it's a bit, been a bit of a rough time for Ryan. But, you know, I think best we can hope for him at this stage is if Alexa Bliss wins the Rumble. Uh, up next, uh, quite a big uh, point gap here. 40 points. Uh, is ne- up next is Tom Brock uh, with the Royal Boys in sixth place. Tom, again, not had the best of seasons, but Kenny Omega has been certainly been keeping his team afloat as his team captain. Bianca Belair and Kevin Owens have both been heavily featured, as has Cody and the Young Bucks. So all in all, his, his team actually looks really good on paper. But, you know, Kevin Owens hasn't exactly had the most momentum as of late, and I think that's what's let him down. But only just one point ahead of him uh, is Quizzy Rascals uh, by Gary Morris. Uh, what's been keeping him afloat is Drew McIntyre as his team captain. He also has Rhea Ripley in his team as well. Some very... Some very similar picks uh, for between him and our, our own Gary, Gary Kernahan, because he has Rhea Ripley and Kaylee Ray as his female picks. So he could still pull off a strong finish if Drew wins and Rhea wins the, the Women's Rumble. So it's still all to play for with these guys. And then just one point ahead of him, we have Mark Hume, 
with Yudung Gooft. Now, his team captain is AJ Styles, and, you know, who's not been too heavily involved in the title picture, and it doesn't seem likely that he's going to, you know, win the Rumble this year. But he's also got Braun Strowman in his team as well, who's been MIA since, since yesterday. So... Looking at his team, I imagine Mark's going to drop towards the lower end of the table now, you know, despite the fact he's sitting comfortably uh, in the middle. Uh, I think this could end up being a bad night for Mark because he's got no distinctive winners on his team at this stage, whereas Tom and Gary uh, have uh, every chance, you know, they could overtake him. So as we move into our top three now, uh, 22 points gap. We have Alan Laurie in third place with no team name given. He's had a pretty consistent season all round, you know, staying firm with, uh, with third place. He's got, he's like Scott, he's also got Sasha Banks and Big E on his team. And if they're both tipped to have good nights at the Rumble, he could maintain that third place finish, particularly if Sasha Banks retains the women's title as his captain. But now we move into our top two. And, you know, it's not, it's not been as close as previous weeks, but it's still all to play for. Robert Shaw currently in second place uh, with the Jesters, uh, 193 points. Drew McIntyre is his captain. He also has Rhea Ripley. So same position as Gary Morris, but... Uh, he's been having the support of picks such as MJF, Johnny Gargano, and also the Street Profits to an extent. So all in all, again, another strong team on paper, and I think Drew's been carrying his team all the way, but overtaking him into first place now, we have Colin Blackburn with Koshi's elite team on 197, so only four points between them. And just to go through Colin's team once more, Drew McIntyre's his team captain. He also has Matt Riddle, who, as we've mentioned before, he could win the US title at the Rumble. And... He also has Randy Orton, as we know, a very reliable Royal Rumble performer. I think we, we can expect to see him put in a good showing. Uh, his supporting team, though, is NXT women, Tony Storm and Dakota Kai. You know, they might make an appearance in the Women's Rumble, so that might get him some appearance points. Uh, but it's certainly going to be a, a close one, particularly if Rhea Ripley has a good showing in the Rumble. So this is going to be a tricky one because it's, it's obviously going to be coming down to Colin and Robert. And I think the difference will be is who wins the Women's Royal Rumble. Purely because Rhea Ripley has been more heavily favoured to get a good showing in the Women's Rumble as opposed to Tony Storm or Dakota Kai. I think the predicted winner of this Listener's League, even though he's currently in second place, I think the winner is going to be Robert Shaw. That's bold. I wouldn't rule Big Allen. I wouldn't rule Big Allen out, David. I, I know. I, I mean, Big Allen. You know, he's had a very, very good season. I just think the point difference is just too big uh, between him and Robert at this stage because it's almost a thirty-point gap. And even if you know Allen had the best night possible with Sasha and Big E, it it still falls just short of uh, breaking through to second place, let alone first. You only think, honestly, I I agree with David about Robert Shaw because I think whether or not. Uh, Drew wins or loses won't affect the outcome between first and second because they both have Drew as captain so they'll both lose and or gain the same amount of points depending on the outcome but you look at their, the other members of their team well, with the exception of NGF every one of them could appear in the rumble in some capacity but like you said given the fact that Robert has Rhea Ripley who I think will even have a, a strong appearance uh, performance if she does I think that will be the factor like if Rhea Ripley doesn't show up at all and all the speculation has just been like, just that, all us just thinking that she's going to be there, and she doesn't really actually show up at all, then Colin's got this, but if Rhea does show up, she'll be made to look dominant, regardless of whether or not she'll win, so I think Rhea Ripley is actually going to be the key factor to determine who wins the Listeners League. 
David, I, I, I'd like I'd like to thank you for your mm-hmm. for your, your your professional analysis of the listeners league over the over the, the time of this season. But by God, you're going to have a very difficult task next season <laughs> when there's over twenty folk in the listeners league. You're looking forward to it. Yeah, you know what? We've got uh, a lot more competitors lined up for the Listeners League next year. I'm gonna obviously going to have to change my my approach to this analysis. But you know what? I think because we're getting so much more involvement involved in this uh, in this coming season, uh, I'm more excited, you know, just to be able to cover not just our league's performances, but also the interaction with our listeners as well. No, I think, uh, but before the, before the show ends, uh, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, when uh, Ryan Gallagher and David Campbell... We're on the show, me and David, and I asked them of, about next season. Obviously, it's going to be tag teams. The wheel's going to be spun, and it's going to randomly generate tag teams for us to be in for next season. We team, we draft our own our own picks and see how that goes. I asked them who their ideal teammate would be. And I'm, I'm going to pose the same questions to Grant, Scott, and Stephen, because they, they weren't on the show at the time. Then, Grant, I'll come to you first. Obviously, you're going to be... And we're short of winning purgatory, so if you win, your name will not be on the wheel, so to speak, because the first person to come off that wheel could be teamed with you, the winner of purgatory. So if you you have like a full plethora of folk that you could be teamed with potentially, who, who's your ideal teammate for next season? I mean, my, my, probably my two top picks are, are both quite loudmouthed, obnoxious bobags. But uh, <laughs> what, one one would be one would be our, our Mister Wilson here, and the other would actually be you, Jack. Seven oh seven. Wow. <laughs> Are you even gonna say me? I didn't I thought you were gonna say Ross for the other one. <laughs> oh no, I don't want to be stuck with that prick. Not ever. I would rather actually like die in an island. <laughs> so what's what, what what's your thinking about your your your, your two choices there? Well, Stephen's got quite a shrewd tactical mind and you know, I can let him do all the talking for me a bit since he likes to get his voice out that much. Uh but with you, Jack, I think the idea he and you in is just that You've actually had some good performances, you know. You had your win last year, what, and you know, getting to draft. I'd like to see how we would work together, picking for the top spot, because that sounds quite appealing. I respect that. I, I respect your comments. Thank you very much, Scott. Obviously, you went on the show at the time when we got to uh, make our, our ideal tag team. Who, who, who would you pick out of everyone in the in the in the league next season to be your tag partner if you got that choice? Oh. I think for me, I was actually surprised that, that Ryan uh, said my name when you were talking about potential partners, you know, despite the fact that he asked, what the fuck's he, what what's he got to do that he's so busy he can't be here? In your mind. But, like, I actually think, because he is somebody who I think people underestimate sometimes, and us included, uh, at points in during the draft. But I think last season, he, or at least in the past, he's been an outside bet, and then he's been an even bigger one here. Was obviously it helps that he's been in a position to pick Roman Reigns, but even then he's made some really like smart decisions this season with like the Finn Balor and those people on his team. So I think together like we had to have one a season, and we both have a history of, like decently like, uh, picks. I think me and him actually could work well together, so I wouldn't mind that. You know, if me and Ross got paired together, then it would just be the same as when he was in Turkey. I make all the points. I make all the points. <laughs> <picks. laughs> so there wouldn't be any change there. Uh, but actually, because we both won the season before, and also because we have the history, if I got paired with David Campbell, I think that would be the most interesting outcome for either of us. Oh, you do, you do have that old rivalry where that 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 ended that the the quiz showdown goes goes Hollywood. You, you both had your 
differences in the past, but you could it would be put to the side for a tag team winning draft, wouldn't it, Scott? Definitely, you know, it's the classic WWE formula, you know, they're friends and they're enemies, how will they possibly get along? Who's going to be the Drake Maverick and who's going to be the Kelly and Dane? Oh, I'm clearly Drake Maverick, you know, I'm, I'm way more likable. <laughs> but, uh, Steve, before we end the show, the same question to you here, who would be your ideal tag team partner for next season? Oh, there's a plethora of options on it, I mean, it Ross is the obvious one not because of what Scott said about him just being the sit, <laughs> sit back and take the credit. Uh, but I know there'd be some naturally good chemistry between the likes of myself with David and Gary for obvious reasons. But uh, I'd quite like a challenge this season. And I wouldn't mind getting picked up, uh, paired with the winner of the Listeners League to do something a bit different, mm-hmm. you know, especially if it's Robert that wins it because... Uh, I don't know Robert, I've known Robert for a number of years, I've known him the same amount of time I've known Strack, and Robert is quite a, an analytical, tactical thinker like myself, so I think that could be a good chemistry for it, but there's a lot of guys I wouldn't mind being paired with, I know Grant's a, a wild card, I know, I think if me and Grant had a team together, they'd be absolutely mental, who would have in it, you know, final, <laughs> final round pick would be someone obscure that's, ne- uh, that's never been seen in this draft before, uh, uh, and I think Michael Nakazawa. Be... <laughs> <laughs> Nakazawa. Uh, no, Peter, uh, Peter Avalon. Oh God, no, not Avalon. <laughs> I'd rather Avalon than Cutler, to be fair. Uh, but obviously, Campbell's a Campbell's Campbell, you know, you know. But I think uh, I, I would jack it. To, I would really like to have the challenge of being paired the listeners league. A new person in, seen it from the outside, and could add a refreshing. Uh, layer to this draft, you know. No disrespect to Colin, by the way. I know I've just gave Robert a heap of praise, but <laughs> I've, known, I've known Robert for about ten years. I've known, I met Colin on a stag do in Amsterdam. <laughs> so, uh, but that's why I go. I go with the listeners league pick myself. Very interesting. No, obviously, you know all all the all the things that you you three have all said here about who you want to be team with means uh, jack shit because obviously the wheel is going to generate it at the end, which we'll find out on. Monday night oh yeah that's right Saturday Draft Live is not going to be doing on Saturday yet again we'll be doing a a live stream oh, oh. my beautiful face will be on it Scott's beautiful face will be on it Dave's beautiful face will be on it and we'll be talking breaking down how the rumble went how the table ended and I will be bringing up the glorious wheel with all our names and the tag teams will be made live on stream then we'll have a further stream later on in the week, potentially Thursday or Friday, where the tag teams will be making their draft picks. And then we'll find out the week after that, the Whistler's League's team, it's all going to be happening. So please stay tuned to all our social channels and everywhere you can get us. There's going to be a lot of content about Saturday Draft Live coming up next week. So please check us out, comment, let us know about tag teams that will be picked and whatnot. We'll greatly appreciate it. And on that note, gents, the show must end. Scott and Dave, as always, thank you for being here. Yeah, appreciate it, Jack. Uh, Grant, thank you for coming on once again. Thank you for picking me as one of your ideal tag partners. That won't be forgotten when the, the wheel's getting spun. I'll tell you that for free if you win purgatory. <laughs> Thanks very much, Jack. I'm sure everyone will be chomping at the bit to get first pick out if, if I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Stephen, as always, you know, the, the, the Mr. It's My Podcast, and you're, you're always called the, the man that essentially runs this draft, runs this show. Thank you very much for coming on. 
Jack, it was a pleasure to come on for once and not get absolute grief about points, you know, <laughs> and to actually not get hear about Keith Lee pinning Adam Cole. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a pleasure. And on that note, that's, that's, that's this season's draft over for us. We'll see you on Monday and we'll talk all about next season. Ta-ra, everyone. <laughs>